perpetual indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hope to see you there. Or hear you, I should say. Hey, Zach Wiseman, you're a good comedian. You know how I got good? How good? How did you get so great at comedy? I got great at comedy. During happy hour. Yeah. Every Friday from 6 to 8 with new host Trina Roderick. It's where um, people go and sometimes they smell bad and sometimes they don't smell bad. Mutiny Radio made me great. <laughs> Mutiny Radio. Well, this is confusing. Welcome to Some Call Me Tim. I put the wrong CD in. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Some Call Me Tim. It is Wednesday. It's 2 o'clock. It's time to talk about religion and other things that people believe in. I'm really excited. We have a return guest today. Uh, he is a hilarious comedian, and he has his own awesome podcast, even a, even a book you guys can find it's called lift me up san francisco what a book uh it's people leave things in the back of his lift car and then he uh published a book it's great well here we go i'm gonna put the right the correct music on and there we go uh and when you hear the trippy music you know that it's time Time for a very special show every Wednesday, 2 p.m. called Some Call Me Tim. I never get the timing right. Some Call Me Tim. There it is. There it is. Today I have returning guest Zia Ahmed. Yay, yay. Uh, here to talk about, here to help me not be an accidental racist, which is what I, I mean, or I guess it's religion isn't a race. Uh, so it's, but racism and culturism, is that the, I mean, I don't, I don't know. See, see my Some ignorance sort of already. Some sort of, phobia. I'm not afraid of people who uh, practice other religions. I was just very interested because it's so different and that you as i learned last time are sort of a lay muslim like you drink still and drink but you can drink coffee that's mormons don't let you drink coffee Shh, don't tell anyone but they can but you can you can have caffeine right that's in the tenets of the yeah okay caffeine oh yeah, yeah. Is fine. from 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 an islam point of view caffeine is totally fine although i do find it very very fascinating that the more and more we learn about caffeine the more and more like addictive and very like changing like it's got the same effect on you as tobacco does ah i mean it li- it actually does release a certain amount of like endorphins and stuff of that like that so it's pretty it's pretty neat you know right um, i don't know why more wasn't spoken about in co- coffee especially because it comes from the, the first place that in like discovered Caffeine, yeah. coffee. The first country that discovered coffee is Yemen. Oh, yeah, coffee comes from Yemen. Wow. Yeah, it was like thousands. I was of years thinking ago. it was like Egypt or something. Right. But I was just guessing. <laughs> a lot of people would also say that it's like got South American, very re- old South American roots too, um, like the Bolivia, I think, side maybe huh. or something, something like that. But I'm absolutely <laughs> sure that um, it started off in Yemen. It's pretty neat. Do um, Muslims believe in Pangea? That whole story. I have of- no idea what that is. What is that? Oh, okay. So Pangea is the concept that the Earth 
right now, if you look at our continents and they kind of look like puzzle pieces, you can right. take Africa and you can smush it with, with Brazil and they all kind of mesh together. Now, the idea of Pangaea is that it was one landmass and then it broke apart and the, the pieces moved over time. Even some say, well, that's the explanation of the flood or something like that, that it was, that right. there was one landmass and then it became these multiple landmasses yeah. that they moved apart. The, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think it's fascinating because I don't know enough about Islam to know if Islam, like, has stories about that. But, like, one of the things about Islam is that it's also left things very open-ended. Mm. Like, there's a very common thing over there that you, we neither confirm nor deny a lot of things. <laughs> right. <laughs> and because of it being so, being like that, like, I think that, you know, there's there's room for theories such as this Pangaea that you said about everything being together once and then slowly moving apart over the millions of years that the Earth has been around. Right. We can possibly accept that. Um, and where one of the reasons, you know, there are many reasons described in the Quran about why we're here as people oh. uh, and one of the reasons is to like learn about shit uh, and figure things out and figure out what's happening it tells happening. you why we're here the bible never tells you why yeah, we're here well, there's of, no like right. here's the reason why you're here it's yeah. always very yeah I know it's straight I, you know I, I honestly think that it probably existed in the bible at some point but the bible what we believe is that the bible has been altered many a times over the past you know 2000 years since sure. it's been around and one of the what we believe again uh, and I'm not be taking any sides but this is just the way I we understand it or the way that the common folks stories are in uh, like Pakistan where I'm from and in Islam is that um, the Bible had a lot of additions and changes made to it over the thousands of years right. and one of the miracles of the Quran is that it never changed it never it's changed. always been the same that is literally the word that God passed to Muhammad and Muhammad wrote because down because it, so, um, it was kept in the same language the whole time it, yes. it hasn't been through any translations yes. Yes. that is really interesting it's actually. super interesting because it's that's the exact same book that was was it written 1600 what well, you, it, you know, the, the like, uh, Islam was invented for 1,400 years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's when it started, right? That's when the revelations were made. So it was like the year 600. 600 Something like that. Yeah, I should definitely know these things. <laughs> but, well, no, I mean, I'm just trying to kind of conceptualize Right, 1680-ish. Okay. I think 1670, 1680, something like that, uh, is when, like, the first revelations, well, is, is when that started going down. Um, and uh, it took about 20 years for all of the revelations to take place, or 22 oh. years. Again, I'm a moron, so I don't know these things, but something what, what, like what's, that. What's the what's, 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 what's revelation? Like, the revelations were, what we believe is that uh, the, the angel Gabriel... Uh, spoke to the prophet Muhammad and he told the prophet these verses and these are the verses that we initially memorized they were memorized by people they were not written down wow but like thousands and thousands and thousands of people during the time of the prophet uh, memorized what the Quran was Whoa. and and many years after the death of the prophet many years later was it actually written down for the first time because this is an oral tradition right. it's all passed in all of these cultures like this is the first time in history that civilization has been more about taking pictures for the first time it's been taking pictures now with like all this Instagram and all this shit but previously sure. we used to write things down after the the revolution of the printing press sure, sure, sure. we were writing shit down but before that it was always you know everybody memorized shit like we remembered it we spoke things and that's why words were so important and right. people didn't misuse or abuse them um 
back I, then. We don't memorize anything. Anymore. We don't memorize shit. I mean, I memorize. Well, we do because we're comedians, so we memorize ah! our own act. No, we do. That's true. We memorize our own act, and <laughs> we true. we know what we're gonna do on stage. We have some idea. There's some of it, you know. It's been written. It's a script. We're bringing it out. It's there's still a live right. component, obviously, but there's a lot of memorization there, and and I don't think that. I don't think people memorize anymore. I mean, that's a pretty right. broad generalization. But when I was a child, I babysit kids now that haven't memorized times tables even, which is funny <laughs> to me because I, who did we had to we had yeah, to know we, up to twelve. <laughs> twelve. Like we couldn't exactly. we couldn't get out of second grade or third grade or whatever. I I don't remember if it was second or third grade, but it was one of them where we you couldn't get out of the grade without having it memorized and being able yeah, to do sure. that. That was the thing. I was the worst at that. I just <laughs> math is not my thing. Uh, either, but it's not my there's, jam. There's all kinds of fun tricks. My favorite one was um yes the nine nine times table on yeah, your fingers the nine times tables on your fingers made popularized by um, stand and deliver. What is that? What it's you, what a is movie it? with James Edward almost, and he was like, "See man, cake, it's upside down cake pie or whatever." And is is he's teaching the kids? He's like. So, anyways, it was God. I love it. Yeah. It was it was a movie. It's called Stand and Deliver. It's good. But it that, there's that in there, and then there's also there's a bunch of different tricks. The elevens are just the same number doubled, yes. so that was exactly. easy. And ten, ten's easy. Just a zero. Five's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Five is easy, so right? But those sevens easy. fuck around. The sevens and the eights. Well, then you have to, those then you have to memorize things like six times eight is forty-eight. Like you have to like there were. I mean, I learned all kinds of mnemonics to be able to memorize. Right on. Good job. Math concepts. Now. It's so fucked up the way they teach kids. It's the new maths. And I had to try to, I was babysitting. I was trying to help her with her new math homework. And it was, I didn't, I couldn't. You have to show like five different ways of how this addition thing works. So it was like, (laughs) seriously, she's like, well, the first way you can do is that you can break everything down into the tens. And then this is minus one because it's a nine. And this one is, but, and I'm like, how far away they are from, it was rounding and adding and subtracting. I'm like, this is, what is this crazy? There were five ways, I guess, to add and subtract that I just, (laughs) I was taught how to add and subtract. But now they're like, no, you group the numbers like this and you do the thing. and And I'm like, yeah. So she's it's trying bizarre. to tell me, and I was, I was almost crying. She was like, "I don't get it." I'm like, "I don't get it either." either. <laughs> I'm like, "I've been through calculus, okay? Right. I got into college. Uh, that shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, I could talk about vectors, but I have no idea. Okay. Anyways, we're off topic. So, um. The revelations. So there were 20 revelations that the angel Gabriel gave. No, over 22 years over about. 20, over 22 years? It was one revelation. No, different revelation. That's different the entire Quran. Oh, okay. Over 22 These years. multiple revelations. Yeah. To the same guy with the same yeah. angel. Yeah. So the angel yeah. keeps coming back. Yeah. And, but uh, the prophet, we also believe that the prophet had direct conversations with God as well. Oh, wow. He met him. There's a story where the prophet actually goes up and meets God. It's awesome. He meets He wow. meets God. Like, so, 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 do you want to hear the story? Yeah, it's absolutely. Really, it's a really long story. No, it's great. It's uh, and and this is this is just what I know. So please forgive me, because if, for if I, if I make mistakes, you should definitely do your research and talk to somebody who knows who actually knows what happened. But the you're way the I lay, remember it's it, the, you're this the lay persons. This is yeah, the, yeah. Great. This is my dumbed down version Perfect. of it, and like you know whatever I Quran can. Quran for dummies. I love yeah. it. <laughs> 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 right. So the story is the night is called. Um, I'll. I'll think I'll remember it <laughs> but it's one of the important nights um, Miraj Lelatul uh, like Miraj it happened that's the night name of it right 
the night of Miraj. And what happens is that the Prophet was leaving his like apartment at the time, like where he lived, his dwelling, uh, and uh, he like put a he put a a, a lock on the door. And uh, the angel Gabriel, I think, came with this horse. Okay, this horse with these massive wings on it, right? Oh. And this horse has got a name. It's called Barak. I think it's a beautiful name. Uh, and the, whole, the, the prophet got on the horse, and they flew up into the air, like into the, into the heavens and the skies together, right? And that's where he goes to meet uh, God for the first time. Uh, and they have a conversation. They have, like, uh, the prophet meets many different people. Right, he meets he meets all the other prophets that have ever existed. Whoa. We believe that there were over 124,000 other prophets. Wow! Um, but three of them got the revelations, um, like in a book. Anyway, uh, so he met all of them. He spoke to all of them. They all like, yo, what's up? What's up, man? Like, it was pretty... Everybody was super happy. Apparently, they also prayed together. They prayed behind him, although I don't know how that could happen. That's a question for me. But um, then he goes and meets God, and they had a conversation, and God showed him... Check this out. So God showed him all of the other people that have ever existed since the beginning of time. Whoa. He showed them the soul of all the people. He showed them the story of humanity and how evolution, all this shit happened. And he said that one of the things that he showed was... Um, was that uh, Ruh, which is the spirit, right? He showed us the spirit of every, all the, he showed him the spirit of all the people. And he said that, uh, like, all of these spirits belong, I've given everybody who'll ever exist one of these, which is a piece of, act, of actually me. Um, and I think that's like that. This is all the divinity. When they say divinity within all of us as human beings, that's God within each and every single one of us, which is I think a fucking beautiful thing. Our soul sense? is God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a part of Him um, that He gave us as a gift in our bodies, and then and that's just our soul. Then our bodies were created separately, and our bodies are also just a. It, they're like on loan to us from God, and we have to return them, which is why we can't abuse them in all the oh. gnarly ways and sodomy is actually one of the, the reasons is that you're, you're abusing your body huh yeah because it's a one-way street that just the poop's supposed to come out uh, well not that it's because it's painful see when you have sex it's it's pleasurable that in many is, is some painful. people like it though. right right that's again you're right you're right <laughs> but that's the way this has been explained sure. to me right well it also could be explaining um you know, away a lot of diseases. Once you get the right. butt, once you get the butt implant, you know that when you know what pink eye is. Pink eye is poo particles in your eye. Yeah. So when you <laughs> no, get when no, you no. you didn't know that, did you? So when you're little and everybody gets pink eye and you don't no. know and you're like, oh, it was pink eye. What happened? What's going on? It's because there's poo particles. So if you like touch your own poo or you play with your butt and then you touch your eye, you give yourself pink eye. Or if someone else has touched their butt and they touch your eye, now you've got pink eye. There's a lot of different diseases that can be right. There's the herpes. There's the the, there's the um, hepatitis C and not that they necessarily would know but yeah and I guess it hurts the f I mean I hey I've only done it once and that was to I mean I was trying to save my marriage so you know what I mean like pull out all the stops when you're trying to save the marriage so that's, uh, that's how you do that uh, but I, I understand but that, that's hilarious it's a true very true but so it, it's interesting when right. religious uh, when morality through a specific religious context right. takes up 
butt sex as something that they go, this is amoral. And it's like, well, we've got lots of holes. And the thing is that, and maybe they say and that the it's... the ear is next. Right, but that was a... But if they, if, if you make, I mean... It does, still doesn't mean people aren't having butt sex because they're still going to be right. raping and pillaging. They right. just don't do it in like the context of their own family or like they're like, wife, I love you. Therefore, <laughs> we aren't going to have butt sex. But if I decide to rape somebody, that's probably how I'm going to do it. Then you probably shouldn't have a wife either. Right. Well, but if you, somebody. well, I mean, if you're in jail or terrible <laughs> things happen. And the thing is that it's, you can't, I mean, you don't always want to if you an unwilling person you can't fuck an unwilling person's mouth because they will bite off your dick so you've got to go for another you know orifice right <laughs> of course and everyone's got a tushy so I don't know I don't understand I don't understand why religions take up sexuality as this moral issue that so much it seems like of the religion is based upon yeah, this. Yeah, I, I, I definitely skipped the chapter on that part. Right. It is like I don't really know what, too do you much know on what that they, Do you know what the, the Muslims say about sex? Is there like, I know that super Jews, like super Jews have sex through a sheet. Like they right. never oh, yeah. actually get to touch or see the woman's body. They have sex through a hole in a sheet. I think we have that too i i'm not sure because i also know that we are within the within the 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 sanctity of marriage you are allowed to enjoy your wife however you may please Uh. so that's definitely a thing uh i don't know what really goes on into that like how you can like play it out but like that's definitely a thing like if the sheet works and all like i don't i'm, I'm de- i don't give bur- a fuck bur- burka on, <laughs> definitely burka don't on. give a fuck i've, I've <laughs> never really i've never really had a problem with burkas burka though on, because burka. i i mean it would be kind of an easier way to do things where women don't i mean god wouldn't it be great to not have to wear makeup and not not matter about anything just that you i mean it's terrible because it's like i'm a woman i'm this wearing this invisible i'm invisible i'm a woman i'm invisible that part i don't but i kind of like that too in that i wore this outfit the other day and it was right before halloween and i was wearing it for a show and it wasn't that provocative but i guess it was kind of like i mean i was completely covered but i had like you know um nylons and and big socks and and i had Uh shorts on it wasn't that risque but kind of i looked sort of like a um like a roller skate derby girl without a helmet or skates so i kind of looked kind of weird but i got so much attention unwanted attention guys yelling out their car uh just commenting on yelling out their a guy yelling at his car he he's like hey hey and i was like i'm not gonna talk to you he's like which way is the golden gate bridge or which way to the bay bridge i'm like you're in a big truck. You clearly have a cell phone. Why are you yelling at me? Like, what is going on? And he's like, come here, come here. I'm like, no. But no, there was just a lot of like, and I don't want to be all like egotistic. And that's the thing too. It's like, how do I take, I don't yeah, like do attention from a male. Compliment. I don't like, I don't, is, you don't like is attention? It, is it, so he meant is it, it as com- a compliment. No, but it, I know, but is it complimenting or is it, I didn't ask. I mean, it's nice if one of my friends or person, I, I, people I know says, oh yeah, you look a certain way or whatever, but like random people on the street. I'm, I don't know. Cause sometimes when someone has a nice dress on, I'll say, that's a really cute dress or whatever. And I'll comment, but it's never, I felt like, I felt like it was predatory and sexual. 
Well, I mean, women are also doing that because they want that attention too, so right? Weird. I do, I just I don't I. I mean, maybe they are. I, no, one hundred percent they are. Of course they are. I mean, I'm not saying every single one every single time, but yes, if you're gonna put on a fucking red like dress, a super nice dress, like you want that attention. There's nothing wrong with that either. It's just that it, it, there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just that I think we're both of them. Both are like you know you know we're we're getting too oversensitive about these things. Right. Yeah. Sure. And in and, and both regards also, whether you wear nothing as skimpy as fuck or you totally cover it up completely, I think that we're both getting very unnecessarily touchy and choosy about this. Do, do, um, do they have to wear, do they have special underwear under the burkas? Can you <laughs> wear nothing under a burka? Can yes, you, just... you can wear nothing under a burka. Yeah, see, that's cool. So hot. That's pretty cool. I think it's hot as fuck. It's so hot. You don't understand. I've dated a chick who used to wear burkas. And they're, but they're, and they're, but they're black. Wouldn't the black soak up the sun and make it hotter? It definitely is hotter. This is a conversation I've always had. Like, why can't women have white burkas? They can. Oh, they can. They can have all sorts of colors. This dude, dude, this burka thing. It's a, it's a thing. Like in Malaysia and Indonesia and the, in, in the Middle East and like even in like the Europe, uh, the burka is this big fucking business, man. It's they're. they're oh. Out. They've got rocks on them. They're designers. Wow. They cost thousands of rupees. Like it's wow. it's crazy. It's be, it's become a thing. Uh, this is very funny. Nike actually was yeah. trying to break into the Muslim yeah. market, and they made a special. No, in order for these corporations to grow, what they need to realize is, is in order for them to, for them to grow. If they care about their bottom lines and all their figures, their balance sheet, the reality is that they must start targeting this market, not with bombs, but with products. Oh, and you can sell the shit out of them. These are underdeveloped markets. If you start growing them, your numbers go up, man. Like, well, this is yeah. Why? Basic why do we well, fucking lift driver? You should know this exactly. But then it's like, why do we continue with these crazy? Operations, skirmishes, wars in these areas and stuff. It's it's always made me angry because we spend money on the bombs to blow up things. Why not just refurbish the stuff they already have? Why do we have to destroy everything to go in and rebuild with Halliburton contracts or whatever American contracts that are going into whoever those guys are that run that shit, that run Raytheon and Halliburton, whoever's running this shit, make way too much money. That's literally what the job of lobbyists is: is to make this shit happen. It's funny because they make the weapons and then they're also part of the contracting so they blow the shit up it's and nuts. then no well, how much of it gets stolen oh like I, how much of this material just think about this for a second like all of the arms like most of the arms that are being used by like isis and that are used by fucking al-qaeda and all these guys around the, the world like most of it most of it is, is like stolen or american made american made yeah it's or the, the russians the russians like to make them too the they? russians definitely this, this is without a doubt this is true and throughout the 80s when the weapons existed it was r- the russians right in the 80s and the 90s the ak-47 we love the ak-47 it's it's a beautiful weapon. <laughs> it's a great, great gun. But that came from the Russians. But everything now is American. Dude, they're ro- rolling around in Humvees over there. Oh, Where the wow. fuck did those come from? <laughs> sure. I know. How do you buy a Humvee? <laughs> in Afghanistan? Like, are you kidding me? Dude, they don't make them there. So you, no, yeah, you fly them there? That's really, that's heavy. Take a boat and then drive. I just don't even understand yeah. how we get things around. Yeah, it's all through Pakistan. And <laughs> this is how... We made ten billion dollars. Apparently, it's just—it's ridiculous. It, what it's ten? Is that—is that your annual GDP? The or the? No, they say that there are figures that like how much money was. I think um, 
how much Pakistan got in like uh, financial remuneration from the American government for the war on terror it amounts to something like 10 billion dollars whereas if you look at the amount of people that died and yeah. all the, in- the damage to the infrastructure and the black black like the the tarnishing of the reputation of the Pakistanis uh, like literally there's fucking ISIS in, in, in Al-Qaeda in Pakistan it's ridiculous we've never had this before right. we've never had suicide bombings we've never had this shit ever I grew up in this place where this never happened and now all of a sudden it's happening like this is the uh, the impact of that war on our country wow. and this never is raised it's never ra- why did nobody ISIS, ever talks about why this. did ISIS come into Pakistan they're the what? fucking assholes yeah well I mean I thought ISIS was like CIA. the thing is the thing is well, yes well the, 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 the thing is this that like um uh, unfortunately, the reality is that Pakistan is a very illiterate country, oh. and because it being so illiterate, you can take certain aspects. You you can fool people, and the people that were fooled were fooled into believing that Islam is about violence, it's about killing yourself, it's about killing the infidel, and that's not true. This is a religion of peace. This is a religion of tolerance. This is a, a, a religion of unity and bringing oneness and bringing everybody together. These are the values that uh, that the religions always had, but now because people are so illiterate. They, they can twist a few verses that are questionable huh. and do horrific, horrific things in this world, um, which is what we very regularly see, and it's very unfortunate. But then why why isn't... If, if it's a religion... Like, I, I agree, religion usually is about peace yeah. and, and, for, and family and culture and and um, helping, helping your brethren and making the world a better place. Why are we as Americans twisting it? What do we benefit from saying? Right. Well, Muslims are evil. They're all. You know, I was. That's, like, a, that's a good question. That's a good. That's a good point. But like one of the things that I was I was listening to the there's this book called Tribe um, by Samuel Yeager or something like that. I might be messing. I'm certainly messing up the name. But this guy was also talking about like one of some. You know, the reasons. You know, how do people make more money, stay in power, things like that? And one way of doing that is by creating one as a is by portraying yourself as a good guy and somebody else as a bad guy and if you can do that then you will always control and keep people like uh you know keep them scared and in control and these are people believe are some of the ways that uh that this is happening and because because there's because you know islam is being vilified and right. demonized yeah, what and do we how do we make money off that well, we're, we're b- bombing the shit out of that <laughs> but, but how do we i know we, we make money like, by making bombs but then that just puts us in a bigger deficit so it's like i guess the the financial gotta use hard these line. guns yo we got to use these guns right, well i guess we have to employ the military somewhere we have to employ the military it's the biggest uh, what's it called um i mean what what are the numbers the employment of the military industrial complex oh, God, it's got to be in the hundreds of thousands of people i mean it's we're i mean that's why they call it the military industrial complex i looked up burqa attire and they don't even have that many of them i'm surprised burqa attire what, what do you mean but just a t t i r e like what you wear no but like oh you could because in Pakistan, there's so this many is, different designs. Well, this is the, this is the sexy sexy <laughs> burqa co- sexy burqa costume. Well, yeah, it's pretty hot. It's um, <laughs> wow. That's interesting that that exists for like Halloween or what have you. But I didn't see any of them. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Unfortunately, sexy, sexy Muslim wasn't isn't. Would that be it? Would that that would be very funny, but maybe possibly totally insensitive? Would it? I mean, it would. Would it be cultural appropriation? <laughs> well, I mean, Come on. It's, it's a joke. Come on. It, no, I, but it'd be great. It's actually. I, I couldn't figure out. I haven't been able to figure out what to be for Halloween 
at very you know this year I did a terrible job uh, but that would be really funny next year you're gonna be the sexy, sexy Muslim <laughs> sexy Muslim I, be like, that's a great and, idea and not, Pam and, this will catch on we're in the Bay Area yeah, it'd be <laughs> funny right I, I just wouldn't drink all night <laughs> be like I'll only I'll only smoke a, out of a hookah or I don't know what are the what are traditionally like it's but that's the thing see I get culture and religion so it intertwined right. for me so like it's when I I think of like Pakistani culture you guys do the, the hookahs right yes. you got the yeah, yeah with the nargila or that yeah we've got we've got the chillum as well ah very popular are you familiar with the chillum isn't that a little bong yeah it's a, basically it's a little bong you can yeah. make it out of like fruits and other things and it's very it's it's wonderful like uh, I, I, I think apple is the best like you can and, and you can just squeeze in a bunch of different like cig- like tobacco related or weed related things it's great it's, it's one of the best uh, so the country of Pakistan, it's a Muslim country. Yeah. It's called, the entire name of the country is the Islamic Republic of Pakistan. Wow. Yeah. So. We're serious about that. But <laughs> not everybody, everyone, everyone identifies as Muslim? No, there's no. It's about 80, 80% of the country or 70% of the country. 85, 80%. And, and then what's the rest of those 20% of weirdos? What uh, are they? And how do they deal with it? No, well, they're Christians, okay. mostly. Um, but then we have Sikhs and we have... Oh, uh, the Sikhs. Yeah, we have Buddhists. At one point, we had a very, we had Jews as well back in the like the six, 50s and the 60s. Um, there, there are... The Zoroastrians are pretty popular over there. Whoa. They're bunch of them yeah yeah because they come from iran right around the corner um but mostly it's it's muslims uh it's yeah mostly it's muslims and if you look at the flag the flag rep the green and the white have you seen a pakistani mm-hmm. flag so the green and the white the green actually represents islam and the white represents the rest of the uh things and we're supposed to coexist like literally wow. that's what it means but we've fucked that up too so <laughs> right well that's the i mean that the, the only thing i've heard you know, recent recently was like what two years ago there was the underground testing, bomb testing between India and Pakistan. They were testing nukes underground. Right, that wasn't a couple years ago. Oh, that's that was <laughs> so like yesterday, like twenty years ago. Oh, okay, well, no, was it wasn't like twenty years ago. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> literally been twenty years. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. A <laughs> time yeah. is crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not angry with. India anymore? Look, I, I don't think we actually are angry. Again, even our government, I think our, our our industrial military complex is playing up how much we hate India. We have no real reason to hate this. Yes, we had wars. Yes, it was difficult. But as a people, we need to get over a lot of these things. And we can. And we do because when we live in foreign countries, we get along just fine. Right. Uh, and we love their media. We love their movies. They love our dramas. We can fucking work together. Uh, there's no reason why we we can't do this but we have to demonize and vilify and we have to show somebody as a bad guy so somebody somewhere can make a little bit of money it's fucking ridiculous and i think that's one of the beautiful things that with the internet we can change the shit we need to start having these conversations and slowly and gradually you know get, right i know the get vilification of because i mean it exists as yeah. a as a trope i mean if, yeah. as a dramatic trope in any movie right when you it's put, crazy when you put a, a person of from the Middle East in there oh in any <laughs> in any context it's not it's it's not a it's not a very friendly or understanding 
yeah. trope. It's it's true. They're evil terrorists. I mean, if you you're <laughs> if you were acting, if you were looking for roles, you would probably get cast as terrorist number two. You Dude, know, I'm just a Lyft driver. I know, right? <laughs> for but fuck's sake! And, and it's so funny because a lot. I think a lot of Muslims exist throughout all of these neighborhoods. Like all of your uh, your your liquor store owners, all of your gas station people, all of your taxis. So, like, but this crazy. is this is interesting to me that. Muslims can't drink, but you can own a liquor store. Yes, <laughs> I think that's the biggest hypocrisy as it's, well. No, like, it's funny. It's it's that we're making money off these losers. We know that polluting our body is wrong, yeah. but we know that they're going to do it. But th- they're not. So. A, but but they're not. I, I also think officially they're not actually allowed to do it from a religious point of view. So there's no hypocrisy over there. They're the ones who. I'm telling you, Muslims are pretty like liberal, open-minded people. Like they they don't drink it, but they sell it. And there right. it is. It's not allowed, but they fucking they're pretty. They're like they're chilled out. Whatever. Okay. Like getting by, man. They're just trying to pay their bills. We're trying to right. not be shit people, you know? Are, are, are all drugs against the Quran? Like, are, That's a good question you because like, I, think the, I think what it actually says in that regard is that like anything that changes the chemical composition of your blood is not allowed. Whoa. So no opiates. Wow. So wow. Yeah. But it, it, unless, 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 unless it, uh, saves your, it can save your life. Well, but if you get knee surgery... Yes, you're totally allowed to do it. Okay. Yeah, because it fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> we, we don't want you to be in You just Island, can't you know? take recreational. Yes, we can't just fuck around with it. No like, recreational inebriants. Right. But, but, you know, people abuse these things, and these are all, we believe, these are all gifts that God has given us. It's up to us to discover, find out how to use them, and how to, like, not take it, not misuse them, and sure. not take advantage of them. And all of these things, whether it's the resources from the earth, whether it's the oil that we have, or all of these other, like, the trees that we have, all this shit, these are all blessings and resources that God has given us. It's up to us to responsibly use them. Right. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's not what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we're ridiculous. I mean, just the way we destroy the earth is, and the way we've yeah. done it through w- through widespread warfare. I mean, I've been thinking recently, because they keep putting it on Netflix. Thank God for Netflix for expanding my horizons. <laughs> but all this stuff about Cambodia and the Khmer Rouge and how they just, they killed a fourth of their population. They... <laughs> They just murdered them, and yeah, it's crazy. And but then during the Vietnam time, the Americans, what were we doing? We were just ca- carpet bombing uh, forests that have never come back. That are now being that, have, that they clear cut forests for wood. Just looking at what we have been doing in the past forty years to our environment, we just we just went out in Vietnam with the Agent Orange and then the and the napalm and just lighting shit on fire all the monkeys and little butterflies yeah. and shit and yeah. we don't give a fuck like and and that but whenever we bomb anything it's like it's not just people although they're there too but when you destroy like the the na- the nature for of generations land, for generations yeah and the, and the animals and that we're just and willy-nilly we just don't give a fuck like in of one of one of the interesting stories was like during in, in Afghanistan during the cold, during the uh, Afghan when the Soviets were coming down there's a war going on over there uh, people they would use these chemicals to uh, 
to, to, to poison water and a lot of Afghanistan is a desert it's not like sand but it's like mountainous desert right uh, and over there they don't have water either so whenever they like water is such a rare thing and they would poison that there's still lakes that are like poison it's they crazy poison the water on purpose and, and, and like everything died like everything, everything died, died. Yeah. animals died they, yeah, fish died. died yeah people died fucking everything it's ridiculous that's insane it's insane it's a, it's a type of madness but then we literally see the, the explanation is a type of insanity right but that but we're doing it out of oh no that's the thing is we don't work we don't do that out of religious religiosity anymore or are we when the United States is going in and they're fucking with wherever <laughs> that's not white and America are we is it I, the reason is the reason that we can be in there and not treat people as people because they're of this other religion but the religion I, is about caring and compassion and so we're like nah their religion's wrong murder those fuckers they just don't know that it's about c- compassion like, I think they, uh, people don't realize that both of the religions are about compassion they're from the same God right. it's the same guy said this, both the things right. if we believe in God then we, the God is the same guy in Christianity in Islam and in Judaism it's the same guy same guy uh, so 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 literally we're like you know one side of the story is not being told the, the side of the muslims in asia that yeah. side of the story is not being told to our masses over here right uh and we are and over here it's being propped up that oh you know for 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 freedom and justice and all this type of shit that right. that that is it, it's a cliche it's meaningless what does this mean right what does it we were mean? never supposed to be over there in the first place I yeah mean, the reason we got in was because of the 9-11 that they said happened which I mean depending on what you I I believe it was completely government orchestrated but yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I mean I don't think I think it was that the terrorists were just a, for fall guys they didn't exist there was something else completely oh really yeah they I didn't even, even the guy even the guys that hijacked it those guys were I, I think on the that planes? all of I don't think they were on the planes no. you mean you don't think that amongst a burning two two towers that fell are burning we couldn't find a passport of somebody yeah I know we <laughs> you don't think that guy I, I know it's a amazing, passport right? we saw yeah, a passport, we a passport. Like, oh right on of course it's from him it's amazing that but i i really i feel like so now it's so scary that we would orchestrate something to get into wars in that place and it's like is it really because ideologically something they're doing is wrong or is it truly that we have finance it's pure financial gain for us pure financial gain gain. no but also it's to stay in power it's to stay in power it's to show that okay there's a problem over there there's a demon over there we're going to fight that um and that's what uh keeps the people scared over here that that demon could come here let's keep that demon at bay and um uh, and, and try and deal with it on the other side. Does that Except make sense? Except that it's coming now because it is isn't, coming isn't, now. isn't the mass shooter, isn't that the same thing as a, as a suicide bomber? It's just not a bomb, it's a gun. So now we have that's Americans We have Americans going in. That's terrorism. It's just we have Americans that are terrorists and they're not Muslims. I don't know what they are. <laughs> One of them was a Christian guy going into the church shooting the people up on Sunday. We have a, we have a huge mental health crisis and that we're saying that that's terror if you're gonna say that suicide bombing is terrorism then so is this absolutely because they kill a bunch of people and then they kill themselves 
That's what they're doing. That's basically a suicide mission. It's the same thing. It's a kamikaze suicide mission. There you go. It's the same exact thing. So we're doing it to ourselves now, but we're still somehow vilifying and No, it's only those brown people. It's only the brown people. Keep them out. We don't like these beards, but beards look so good. (laughs) We all love, we We love, love look at San Francisco, everyone loves beards. (laughs) But it's, the, the funny thing, too, is that you, I bet the American tour, uh, terrorists have some crazy manifesto thing that they've written that they believe in that, you know, like the son of Sam, the dog told him to do it. Like, you know, <laughs> right? there's got to be there's got to be something that. I mean, I just... I think it's pressure over here that gets to these people. Like, it's just... It's such a... It's, you know, like... Because I, I lived in Pakistan as a grown-up, and I lived over here as a grown-up. Like, it's just... A, there's a lot of stress and pressure that comes from, like, everyday American Western lifestyle. Like, we keep telling ourselves that we're free, we can do whatever we want, this, that. Mm-hmm. But, like, no. You have these staggering bills to pay, whether that's rent, whether that's your credit card bill, whether that's your uh, insurance bills. Like, this is, like, hard shit, and you're... Con- like, this is a different type of stress and pressure and I think people snap under that very not very quickly but we start see we've started to see more people snap under it does that make sense sure because they have you know they believed in the dream and they yeah. got other, they've got $120,000 worth of uh, you know uh, student loan debt, debt and then yeah. they've got 30000 in credit card debt yeah. and now they've got a house and maybe they just lost their job and they're worried I mean it's like once you get in that economic trap of that they want us all to have they love us like spending money having debt that's amazing because then we then we have to work have you seen the type of shit people buy that's i don't i don't buy things but I <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make any sense, make any sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the type of shit people buy is ludicrous in the exorbitant m- amounts of a money f- they're paying for it's ridiculous Fitbit. just go work out why do you get <laughs> just, okay everyone needs a fitbit what's the what do you miss most about pakistan can you like I think the drugs. The dr- really? <laughs> really good so drugs. Funny. Wow. We have great drugs, man. We have such great drugs. Our hash is the best hash in the world. Like, Afghani, Afghani hash and Pakistani hash is the best hash on the Wow. Planet. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, it's, hemp is legal over there, so you can grow that. No, it's totally not. No, it's totally not. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, yeah. We definitely don't... I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not allowed, yeah. But the poppy fields are allowed. Those aren't nope, allowed Nope, those either. aren't allowed <laughs> those nope <laughs> technically uh you know <laughs> but that's the <laughs> that's so anybody. funny but that's the cash crop well would would that be hypocritical for a, a person who uh, was muslim to grow yes weed? that's fine because you're not as long as you're not doing it you're just selling it to other people it's fine no it's still not fine no. but people do it anyway do it <laughs> because anyway. they're trying just trying to get by they're just trying it's to true. get there i'm sure there's a lot of people that claim to be christians and they make meth so it's you know <laughs> in a trailer in tennessee or something i'm sure they're like i love jesus christ he's gonna my savior's gonna give me teeth one day and <laughs> lost these <laughs> It's so sad, but so you miss you miss you miss the drugs. Yeah, I do, uh, do, do, do definitely. Well, I mean that's that's a, that's that's a joke, but I'll. How old were you when you moved over? Uh, like thir- 29, 30. Oh wow! Yeah. So you were a straight up adult. Yeah. Wow, I yeah. thought you were just a kid no. back in the day. That. No, no, no. Wow. I was. I went. I moved there for the first time in my early teens. Oh. And then I moved. Then I started moving around in like my late twenties to different like places. This that. Uh, and then I moved back here to be like, all right, I wanna, I want to, I want to be an entrepreneur. Right. Yay. Right. With Lyft. <laughs> do you, Do you still? This has been crazy. You're taking your time off right now. How's Salesforce treating you? 
Uh, it's it's bananas. It's bananas because yeah. I heard an extra twenty thousand cars were coming into the city for I believe it, it to work it. I believe it. So you're still getting work, no problem. Just yeah, there's yeah. definitely a there's lot of rides. so many people, yeah, right? Yeah. And is the traffic just way worse right now? Yeah, it's yeah, it's insane. Yeah. I also think people are worse because they're Salesforce people. I mean, I think that this is a level of entitlement never seen before huh. uh, <laughs> that um, that and, and like and I th- and I honestly think like people are like you know uh, they don't realize it but like there's there needs to be certain like criteria that we can like set like yo don't put your feet on my seats and sit in my car you know don't put your feet up don't like don't be eat, eating shit in my car don't leave your drinks in my car like are you kidding me they like, just they they just aren't even thinking about it. They're like, Nothing, they think yeah. everyone's serving them. Yeah, everyone's is, a servant. This is just a thing. And like, and, and then, but what gets most, it's not even, you know, it, it's not even, you know, most of all, most of all that gets to me is the whole, um, if I ask somebody to leave and get out of my car, like, you know, I like if I have one ride to give and uh, somebody wants to go to like Oakland or Berkeley, if one, I need one more ride for my uh, and to get to end my week and they got to go far and I ask them to leave. They're like, no, we're not going to leave. You can't make me leave. It's illegal for you to say that. You must take me. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous thing what? that people, yeah. it's. Do, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Do you understand this is my car and do you understand like you should get the fuck out do you understand what you're saying you're pissing somebody off to drive you far out into the suburbs where you live and you'll be sleeping in a little while <laughs> like right. are you kidding me he's gonna burn your fucking house down wow. <laughs> this is ridiculous but that level of entitlement that people are shocked they're like no you can't do that it's illegal I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's my car, motherfucker. Right. I don't need to do this. Like, I, do you understand what you're saying? Right. I don't even get angry. I'm like, do you understand how, uh, you know, like, how, my question is always this. How much does it sting when your entitlement doesn't work? Right, like, right, right, right. How much how does much it does hurt? It yeah, uh, Does it hurt? Like, is it painful? Like, what are you experiencing right now? Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. bizarre, you know? I just, um, I'm. I live in the. Uh, I live in the Tenderloin, and so they're in all of the hotels everywhere. And, and the only way, I mean, it's just they're just constantly off to see the wizard. They just don't. They're all four of them are walking. You know, it's like you're in a big city. When you're walking around, you don't have to stand in a line of four and talk to your friends. You guys can like get in a line. I, I just can't the way they they're walking. I don't even know where they're from. But and and what 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 I one of the things that you mentioned earlier today too is like they're getting all this shit for free. All like the all free. the drinks. Are, did you know yesterday at AT&T Park when the Lenny Kravitz and Alicia Keys concert was going on, the beer was free? What? <laughs> all of it. <laughs> All of it. That's what my passengers wow. have told me, okay? And I'm pretty sure there's wow. not a fuck ton of beer. Like, it's the career, it's the wildest thing. I'm like, yo, why don't you give this beer to the city sometimes? Wow. Just to, like, yeah, you know, they, hey they guys, like a, we like beer too. It's like $11 <laughs> for fuck? a Bud Light or something. Yeah, like at the it's AT&T insane. Park. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Wow, they have so much money. They have so much money. They have oh so God. much money. I am. I, it, it makes me so Staggering. sad. I know that they blocked down that whole street, and um, they have a. They built a forest outside with fake trees and stuff in the middle of Howard Street. Look, I mean, I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'm 
you know, it's a, it's it's definitely an achievement to have that much money to build all that shit to be able to treat so many people so well. It's definitely an achievement. It's definitely a big deal. But like, guys, there's other ways you can spend that on a lot of the local people around here too. Like, we yeah. all live in a community together. Let's fucking work together, man. Know, like, all that wh- wh- all that money, all that free stuff, and they're still, you know, questionably housed. Every we have seven thousand yeah. five hundred people with that that sleep on the street. Yeah, there are thousands of people. There are literally thousands and thousands of people on the street uh, close to where you're building a magnif- magnificent building. Like, right. come on, guys. Let's, let's... And do you know that it's leaning? It's already been leaning. <laughs> it's There's some, there's a problem in yeah, the foundation. It probably is. <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. I just think that we can all look out for each other. And I yeah. think we're not doing... I think these corporations are not doing the responsible job, especially in the ones in the Bay Area, to look out for, like, everybody. It's... Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh, like we're supposedly this big Christian nation, but it's all—it's just all I know. It's so stupid. Well, and every time all this has been happening, uh, our our freaky regime commander right now, <laughs> our supreme leader. Yeah, he is our Captain supreme Orange leader. Pants, <laughs> Captain Orange Face. Um, I'm so glad you don't say his name either. I don't like to say it. I don't like. I don't to give like him saying it press. either, man. I don't like it. But he keeps coming down and talking about God and God, God, God <laughs> in this time of at the church and the stuff. And it's like, you're the least godly. I, I don't know. <laughs> at, at, we just, there's, it's true. <laughs> we have no, we have no compassion. And we, I mean, it's so scary that it's coming out now. That Can I point out? Oh yeah. One, one, you, know, you know, you just mentioned that we have no compassion. One of the most interesting things I'll explain. All right. So one of the most, one of the biggest differences between Karachi and Pakistan and and like San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? What well, that I've noticed is that uh, in uh, in Pakistan, okay, like uh, if you stop on uh, when when you stop at a red light. If you ever do, <laughs> it's optional. If it's optional, uh, if you ever do, your car will be surrounded by beggars, and they'll be begging you for money. They'll be like, you know, in the name of God, give us some money, right? You know, they just say something to get some money, and 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 ever like most people give money over there. Huh. They just are chucking out money every single time they'll stop at a signal. People will surround them. They'll give the money. They'll drive on, and it just keeps happening and happening all day, every. Day throughout the city there are millions of people wow. this is an industry and a business people just hand out money and that is the zakat money that muslims are required to give the poor dues that they give them that's how they justify giving that money huh turn it around to san francisco over here right. where people are driving mclarens is the most expensive cars in the world huh. there are a plenty of people out on the street and they come up to you and ask you for money sure and no one gives anything <sighs> Yeah. Well, the richer people are, the less they tip. It's so strange. It's so weird. They want everything for free. I'm telling you, they're drinking free champagne and having these free lunches and dinners and all this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, tipping gets really under gets really gets under my belt. I'm like, this is so this is a norm that you should have. Like everybody in the services industry rightly deserves to get tipped. Why don't uh, Lyft drivers and Uber drivers get tipped uh, the, in a, on an equivalent way? It's ridiculous. It's insane. It breaks my well, heart. Well, and and the problem is that you're at the forefront of a new burgeoning industry, the the right. the, the lift the Uber the sure. thing, and somehow 
it developed without tipping and like now yeah. it's already started and it's I mean you can tip it's just like an extra two steps or something yeah, right yeah. or you could you could actually give the person real money couldn't yeah, you yeah why the fuck don't you give the person why real money why don't you just give them yeah. a couple bucks like you're doing it through the app and then you just but now people use it as an excuse well you don't have to tip because it's that you don't have to and it's like well but you should yeah yeah, I mean, just you you know what's ridiculous is like the amount that you would pay for a taxi versus oh, yeah. the amount you would pay for a lift, right? And you would be expected slash required to tip in a taxi. Absolutely. I mean, you have to. He will swear at you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, it's crazy. It's bananas. I've like, I've even are just so inconsiderate, like it, and, it, and but incompassionate. It's, but it's the it's the device that makes it happen. It's because it's the impersonality of it. You don't get in the car and ask to go somewhere. You, no, but these people live the right. App. No, but these people live right here. The people that are building these companies, these that, that are building these products. Why don't they have the heart? Where the fuck is their heart to know that? Oh, hey, you know, we should pay these fuckers more. Who are doing? Who are actually doing? The work are you are you making less than you did before yes. when you started yeah so when you started Way list because they've got all these new incentives Way less. dude i hardly made like it's ridiculous so I, they don't less. have dry it's not like task rabbit where they have or they have incentives for or what's the other one instacart they have incentives for the drivers who do things it's more like they keep incentivizing the users yes exactly Absolutely. That the user constantly gets like, it. dude, the user can like fuck up my car and leave and nothing happens to them. There's like no way to, to penalize them. Like it's all, it's almost ridiculous. Yeah. Like there's nothing that, and, and, and you know, like, like I, I just think that we need to be fair with each other. Like that's right. all I'm saying. Like, how are we not? Because somebody's making, who's making the shit ton of money on Lyft? Well, that's the thing right now. Right now they claim that we're not profitable and blah, blah, blah. But like if you change your office every fucking month in ergonomic oh, right. chairs and shit then you're gonna run out of fucking money right but maybe look i don't know look here's the reality is i don't actually know okay but right. they say that they're not making money it doesn't make any sense they're like oh we're getting i think what their strategy is is a long-term strategy it's the user acquisition strategy it's the same strategy that like microsoft and stuff use what they did was they sold their product for under the market rates um until people got addicted to their products and then when the people got addicted they jacked up their prices again right um and that way people will but if they get if it. they get you used to working cheaper, then they can jack up their prices, yeah, and yeah. they then they take the profits. Yeah, they make mar. There's all there's there's definitely margins over here. They charge the passenger different. They charge us different. They tell us that's all transparent, but I don't fucking trust them. Right. Uh, and like there's, it's crazy, man. Like yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand it either. Uh, the, well, now and the and the regular drivers in the city are like fuck Uber, fuck Lyft. They're fucking everything up. So they're saying yeah, they're trying to go totally. to city hall totally. to try to get people who don't live in the city proper that drive for Uber and Lyft to pay an extra tax to come into the city. Interesting. So that if you're going to if you live in the city proper and you want to do Uber or Lyft, you're fine. But if you come from Richmond, you have to pay like thirty bucks a day to the city right. to be able to make money in the city. It's like a tax from the city, the, the, sort of. Yeah, then they would wonder, like, how would that be implemented? Because you cross the bridge multiple times a day. That's interesting, yeah. Right. So then, oh, yeah. So you'd have to buy a pass or do a thing. I mean, but everyone's trying to get their cut because they see. And what is it based off of? I mean, is it's that we're lazy or we just want to get somewhere fast? I mean, it's a really small city. You can pretty much walk. You should definitely walk it. It's seven by seven. It's nothing. It's yeah, so it's, tiny. It's so tiny. 
I mean, I walk all the time from the Tenderloin to the Mission just because... I, I, I mean, to be honest, I think that the best way of tra- getting around right now are those boosted boards. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know those, uh, you know those electronic, electronic skateboards? skateboards? Yeah. I think it's the best way to get around. Like, it's not, it's not as big as a bicycle. It's quick as fuck. It's super duper convenient. It's really dangerous for people who don't know how to skateboard. Yes, though. yes. That's the one caveat. Yes. <laughs> that's the one thing for and sure. And there's no handlebars, and like people aren't wearing helmets. They're crazy. That They're crazy. Encourages you to go. Well, that's another thing it just but it encourages you to stay athletic for your life <laughs> right well but the thing is that you can go 30 miles an hour and you don't have to push you're just riding the damn right thing. right it's crazy it's crazy but i think that look look here's the thing i just think that that's the best way to do it sure. i'm not saying it's the safest way i think yeah. i'm getting yeah. getting around it works yeah so. absolutely do you skateboard i don't you unfortunately don't. Okay. i wish i did i want do you, to. you do your you're a total driver do you do yeah. you ride a bike yeah do you? i rode my bike here right oh, now that's so nice. yeah i love riding bikes bikes are great and you live in the city proper. I live right down the street. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Okay. So for you, this, I mean, the, how, what would you say when you started doing Lyft you were making and what would you say now? Dude, when I started making Lyft, I literally have receipts when I was making like eight, between 18 to 2200 dollars a week. A week? A week. Were you, were, were you busting your ass or were you working as little as possible? Because right now you try to work as little as possible, right? <laughs> no, like right now I'm busting my ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> like then, no, then I just I was just like cruising by, like I was just you know, and I don't I don't really remember how much time I spent on it, but I, I it couldn't have been too much. Right. Like I've just always been a lazy individual, so oh, okay. I, I feel like I've probably didn't spend that much time. Um, but now it's like you know I just I make like six hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks a week. A week, it's crazy. That's not that much. That's nothing. For this city. For, yeah, and I'm that's paying, kind like, I of live like in the city. That's that's really that's, bad. Yeah, that's uh, that can barely cover your rent in some places. Barely. Well, if you wanted to move here right now, it wouldn't cover your rent. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, that's insane. Because even even now, like my rent, I'm under rent control, and it, it goes up like three percent every year. Something's like twenty bucks a year. It goes up, but it's still it's I hover around a. Th- a thousand a month and that's cheap I for the know. city that is yeah, so <laughs> cheap it's insane I, d- I just don't understand you know the concept of the bubble and is it going to burst again or is it I felt like the lift was a bubble and it burst and it's going to grow again I don't think it's a bubble. I think that there's just corrections that need to be made. Like, you know, people who are chucking out literally billions of dollars on stupid fucking ideas are wisening up. Um, I think that they are, are they, you know, they're putting more things in place which would allow them to assess better if a idea should get more money or less. Um, it's just that I still feel that, like, some good ideas are getting overlooked, like mine. Right, uh, right. <laughs> but, but I think that, um, I just think that's going to be a correction in the sense that the pace of expansion is not is going to slow down, but it's still going to keep getting bigger. Right. Um, unless like a fucking national thing happens, unless like a like a physical earthquake happens, unless like a fucking you know, uh, wow, we actually get you know like yeah. What happens to San Francisco if if there's another big earthquake fire? I yeah. mean, if if Napa, if the Napa crisis yeah. happened here, I mean, that would be. I I mean, I wonder if if it would devolve into like some scary free for all place, or if people would be more collaborative and cooperative. I don't know. 
I don't know if that, that has. I don't know. Do, what would you? Uh, it's, it's just such a strange thing. Like like the we, apocalyptic we, times. We like to think that we're compassionate as human beings. We like to think that, and we tell ourselves that when we're you know hashtagging on Instagram. But like, right, <laughs> but right. in real hashtag life, all love <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what people hashtag. One love. One love. One love. Uh, but you know when we're doing that, we like to think that. But in reality, when like shit gets gets you know when when time actually comes to go to the tenderloin to spend time at a food uh, at a clinic or at a shelter or something like that wherever you can volunteer or do i don't see that happening that much it does is there um in the quran is there a description of the apocalypse like in revelations for the christians what is what is that what is that like it's It's, i know i know the christians believe in the lake of fire and for, for a thousand years and stuff like that well there are a lot of different signs like they say that the that islam is a religion of signs they're showing you signs of the times to come mm-hmm. and how we will be heading towards judgment day basically it's the apocalypse and then judgment day so uh, the apocalypse is just basically it's you know there are many many signs of it uh from both from human behavior to uh what's going to happen in the weather in the climate in the oceans uh in the sky like in space and shit we'll see different things Ooh. it's crazy man like it's just the this is the greatest story ever told i think um all of these like they're, they're all different signs and like for example for example like oh this is a good example right it said that um <clears throat> in the ocean in the oceans the oceans will become so like very acidic uh-huh and uh because of shit that's being like dumped into it no way yeah and and the fact that all the marine life will die ah! and it will give rise to sea creatures like jellyfish oh my god that's happening right it's now it's literally happening it's right literally now it's literally happening it's the most bizarre thing another interesting sign right that yeah. it said that it said that uh, as times come you know judgment day comes closer whatever the apocalypse whatever uh, people will be walking around with instruments in their ears no so when you see these like here ear phones and iPhone plugs wow. and shit. It literally says in this book, look, it, it gives wow. me goosebumps every single time That's I read it. I'm like, what the fuck? How is this even possible that this guy said this stuff 1,400 years ago and it's all happening right, right now. now? Oh, that's so scary. It, it, it literally says that the earth will be vomiting its uh, like its its uh, like guts type of a thing. And that's what's happening with all these like crazy... The you know, fracking? How we're, fracking, yeah. Yeah. It's Fracking ridiculous. liquid and, and that the... What was the the water that came out of the taps on fire, like yeah, in Detroit or whatever? Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh look, the yeah, water's on yeah, fire. Yeah. How is that possible? Because it's and oh, it also said a lot of things like this. And these are the weirdest things, right? This this I don't understand. But like, it said that uh, um, in civilization, we will start like worshiping and really uh, looking up to cooks and chefs and what? people like that yeah what yeah that's in the it's that's in the crazy. quran shut up that's insane. i think I, I, don't, I don't okay so i don't know if these it's are in like the, in the uh, quran right, or if this is something because there are two things right the quran and the sunnah the things that the prophet said would happen so these are the two ways that islam works with the quran and with the sunnah you cannot separate them it's not it doesn't work that way gotcha so and and these stories that i just said they could be from that or that i'm too dumb to sure, know sure sure but i can't but point chefs? you in the right yeah Chefs and cooks yeah. will be because that's totally yeah. happening. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Can I tell you something? This gives yeah. me this this blows my mind the most. Yeah. This blows my mind the most. Uh so the Antichrist. Uh-huh. The Antichrist described in the Quran. 
right? The Antichrist described in the Quran says that there are a couple of things about him. Um, one of them is that he will have one eye between, like on his forehead. Okay. Uh, and it'll be in a clear-cut eye, indistinguishable, and it'll say like Dajjal. His name is Dajjal. Okay. Okay, we, the Antichrist. And the way the power of the Dajjal increases is by saying his name again <gasps> and again and no again and way. again and again. And there's only one person in our common history who's only gotten grown in power by saying his name again and again yeah, and again yeah. and again. I'm not going to say no, his no, name. No, 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 no. But this is what we believe. That's this is literally amazing. in the Quran. I swear to God, it well, blows my and, mind. <laughs> but you say that the eye is real. It's not symbolic. I think it's symbolic. I don't okay. know, but like, yeah. Because we would never follow a three-eyed anything. We'd be like, you're a monster. Because we're too... Well, no, we're... But here's the thing. You're, but, you, but you know what the interesting thing about this is? Well, the interesting thing about this... You're, I agree with you over there. But yeah. the interesting thing about this is if we watch... The, if we watch TV and the media right now... Yeah. These one-eyed creatures are becoming more and more and more in vogue. They're becoming cuter. They're becoming more adorable. These minions. All of these things. Oh. We're almost... We're almost not afraid of the X-Men. And, you know, like the, the the idea of mutations and all of these things happening. Sure, sure. You know, like we, we're friendly with them now. Well, <laughs> like we, we literally are mutations ourselves yeah. because of the foods sure. that we've been eating sure. and the mutations. Sure. We've we've mutated our it's food. literally what cancer is, yeah. Well, and, and little girls are having their period at nine, ten years old yeah. and it really wasn't, you know, it's like 11 was supposed to be early, 13 yeah. used yeah. to be normal. normal and now it's like kids have their period at 10 and it's no big deal. People are like, oh yeah, that just happens now. Like we've changed the biology of ourselves to the, really? How do you think, what do you think about that, the the uh, the, the, the person whose name gets stronger as you take it? Oh, like, com- how do you think about that? I, complete, I think that's insane and I completely agree that that's what's been happening and that's why I won't give him the press because it's constant, it's like the biggest narcissism and has he actually done anything yet? Not a thing, it's an entire year, Pam. Nothing's happened. An entire year since Nothing's he got elected. Happened. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Look, I, I genuinely think that the we need to look at, you know, how said person got there what uh, what benefited most by said person getting where he right. is it's and I think of, it, it's the, it's a cult of the cult of personality it's, we're, we're just so dumb now we just want a, a leader that we, we no one what we did know about his personal life is awful he's a total misogynist he <laughs> third wife eyes down you know he touches he's inappropriate he, he's a racist all these things but we, we just know, you know, when people think of him, they probably think of him as the, the guy who was on the, the second Home Alone and did a did a, you know, he was Seriously, doing cameos cameo, as himself, yeah. like, and that's in the early '90s. He's doing cameos of himself. It's just his whole. I don't know. I just don't understand. Crazy. The one thing, and- the one thing that he had for the longest time. See, I went to business school. I have an MBA, oh, right? I went to go. an MBA. I have an MBA. I went to a business school, and like the, over there, we look up to these entrepreneurs and businessmen and successful people. And success basically meant accumulating a lot of wealth, and he obviously has a lot of wealth. And the one thing that he actually did, which was really good was published a book. The Art of the the Deal deal. is actually a really good book. There's no denying it's a really good book. 
But then, a couple years ago, <laughs> we realized or found out that he didn't even do that. <laughs> right. Well, he was a, it was a ghostwriter? Yeah, it was, yeah. Go- it was ghostwritten by this other guy. Uh, I forget his name, but very. But he did a great job at writing this book. Did you see the... Um the movie that Johnny Depp made of it that was yes, hilarious it was so, it was good. so funny it was so, so good. good the little child so good <laughs> keeps changing ethnicity it's so funny so well funny. done, yo! That Johnny was, a, Depp was really, funnier. Die, really I think good, that was was yeah. that a funnier die? Yeah. So those that that like one of their best skits ever. Well done, yo! I I, I hope I make something that funny one day. Are are you doing? Are you into sketch comedy? You're doing. You're you're. I mean, I'd like to. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I think that's something I could do. Right, right, right. Um, but I don't know what how it would be done. You know what I mean? Sure. Which is why I'm just working on the podcast. Right, right, right. That, well, but I mean, I feel like lift me up is it's ripe to be like a dating show or a some sort of filmed thing that they i definitely think you can film it i definitely don't think it should be a dating thing i'm really bad at dating so i don't know what i would possibly do but like i could see if you put a little (laughs) camera in the corner and you're like I definitely don't want to yeah i can't do a spying thing like i can't have a well no you have to let them well that's right you'd have to that's true no, but like it just feels so creepy. Like I want to yeah. have a real experience with people. When I talk to people in my car, I honestly feel like it's almost something sacred. Like they actually open up to me about the most insane things all the time. Like really, every, yeah. And I, I mean, I do ask them directly. Like, hey man, is this your ride of shame? Um, and huh. <laughs> huh. and so and they open up more well, often it, than not. Do you not. drive a lot in the morning? I drive all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I literally drive all the time. <laughs> it's crazy. When when is the best time? Would you say like 2.30 on a Friday is a good time? It's a great time, yeah. And Fridays are always good days. Fridays are just fun days. All I days. love Fridays, yeah. yeah. Fridays is the Muslim day. You, so. <laughs> you never, you know, like there's no four in the morning. No one wants you at four in the morning. No, there's plenty of rides at four too. That's actually, that's literally the ride of shame. Like 10 out of 10 rides at that time would be like girls going back home with their mascara dripping oh, and like wow. crying. <laughs> like they just, just booted out. Like it's hilarious. Wow. Yeah, it's the ride of shame. For sure. Oh, poor ladies. I know, poor ladies. They don't just just don't get it. Yeah, you're <laughs> supposed to get. You're, they're supposed to buy you breakfast in the morning, or at least at yeah, least make you, some, make you some toaster waffles. Crazy toaster strudel. Oh, I haven't. I'm so lucky. I haven't had a, any rides of shames in a very long time. Oh yeah. But I usually walk well, it. I mean, so, look. I mean, to be to be. <laughs> Don't you usually walk it? Yeah, I just walk the, walk the shame. I can't, I can't you, afford you know, a taxi. No, you know, I think that, like, the reality is that people open up about a lot of things all the time during the car, right? They open about about whether it's their sexual life or whether it's their work life, it's their family life. They, tell, they talk about the most amazing things. And I personally feel that if I put a camera in the car, that would definitely, like, infringe on that. Sure, sure. Um, but also, like, when I ask people to write in my book, um, you know, they... It gives it gives them an opportunity to touch on that divinity that everybody has. And sure. that's what I'm looking for from my project. Like, right. that's what I genuinely believe. That's what I'm... Tr- that's what my part is, you know, trying to find that in every single person. Yeah. And that's why I think it's such a beautiful thing and that's why I try to continue doing it. Can can people request a specific driver or is no. it always... No, you can't. No, yeah. Huh. And I so like that's the, the, is the it. It's the anonymity of it. Yeah. Is that they're never going to see you again. Yeah, never. The, 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 like, the chance that you pick them up twice in the same month is very low. It's very low, but it's definitely happened, so that's true, yeah. Huh. It's definitely happened. Like, I've got... 
the same person the same day before. Huh. Yeah. Because I drive like a motherfucker, guys. Wait, and <laughs> you gotta understand. <laughs> do you and do you, do you drive differently when you have people in your car? Do you feel like you're safer, or do you just drive the way you drive? That's no, just I, it. I definitely drive. I, I definitely get concerned when some people are in the car, and I'm definitely a lot more comfortable when other people are in the car. Um, if people are drunk, then I'm definitely a little bit more concerned. If they're being like aggressive, I'm definitely a little bit more concerned. Uh, I've actually had like lift line passengers get into a fight with each other. What physical fight? <laughs> And the funniest part was I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, that's funny. Has anyone like, bitch, you guys are both crazy. Anyone ever barfed in your car? Uh, yes. They barfed in but, your car. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was never like a one of the nasty splatters that you see. It was just it was like just around the edge of the door oh, or something. It's pretty. Yeah, it was, it was, this, it's always gross, but uh, there's nothing terrifying. What's what's the most terrifying thing someone's done in your? Was it the fight? In the back, but you no, said you were laughing. People have, so. people have tried to like, uh, like open the door in a moving car and do stupid shit. They're, they're totally hammered. Like it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Like once, and it was the stupidest thing. Like once, this lady, super duper drunk, I picked her up from uptown. <laughs> yeah. And I'm driving her up to like, like 16th and Castro or something like driving up that side, right? And we're taking. She just gets. She's getting very aggressive. Like I'm quiet. She, she starts getting aggressive with her husband. Her husband sits in the back. She sits in the front. And uh, she starts, she rolls, throws the seat back. She's lying down, blah, blah, blah. And she starts getting like aggressive like, with, with her husband. He ignores it completely. Huh. So she starts getting aggressive with me. I'm like, whoa, I do not need to be part of this. Please stop. Like, this is what I said, right? And she's right. like, wow, you, you, you know, she just started fucking with me, right? Uh, and as we're driving, like I'm like, listen, dude, you really gotta stop. I'm telling your husband, please control her. She's getting even more and more mad. Yeah, <laughs> control your bitch. Yeah, what the Get fuck? Get her on a leash. Get your bitch on a leash. Um, and then at some point, we were taking a turn, and she just throws the door open, no. and she's trying to jump out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Her husband's quiet the whole time. She gets out in the middle of the road, slams the door. He gets out too. He's like, dude, I'm so sorry. This happened all the time wow. uh, I'm like oh fuck so get out and she's like ah, blah, blah, blah. she just mumbles something and as I drive on um, I obviously gave I mean and, and, the, and after all that the only thing I could do is give her a bad rating not oh. be like tell 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 the company yo this bitch shouldn't be on the platform right. um, but uh, that happened and then, <laughs> and then two minutes later literally I I drove around the corner to stop because I'm like fuck that unnecessarily got pretty intense um, and like two minutes later her husband requested the ride oh. <laughs> and I got that ride and I'm like what in the fuck <laughs> like, I'm I not going to pick up car. you guys no, not gonna <laughs> this do is it. so Sorry. stupid Reject. Um, have you ever gotten in an accident in your car yes oh you have yeah. what happens when that happens yeah. do, do they you sue you do they? Do the people sue you, or what? How does no, that? No, the passengers. Yeah, they. No, 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 no. The passengers. Fortunately, it was it was all right. Like nothing really happened. It was completely the other guy's fault. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was completely the other guy's fault. Like the passenger was totally fine. We weren't going that fast, to be honest. We were hardly like. I think the collision happened at about. 25 to 30 miles an okay, hour. Okay, that's, that's it's still just, it's a collision. Yeah, definitely. Like, my bumper got fucked and everything. And the other guy was a tourist from Germany in no, a rent-a-car. No. And I'm like, what in the fuck? He didn't get the insurance, did he? No, he did get oh, the insurance. Oh, he did? He Great. Did. No, for sure. Good for him. No, good for him. Well done, sure. But, like, um, but what he did was he was in the center lane and he made a left. I was in the left lane and I was going straight. Uh-huh. 
and he just boom yeah. right in front of me without a signal without an indication without sure. anything I'm like dog how do you you're a German yeah right like, you're fucking <laughs> the smartest people in the world how did you do that he's like I thought I saw a turning lane I'm like no wow motherfucker have you ever gotten a ticket with people in your car like what like a cop ticket nah. okay good nah. they're, they're setting up a trap now on for what? Geary to do for, what? for Ubers that use the taxi bus lane so on Geary between just be careful between Mason and Hyde because they set up right by right by Jones and when the people go by in in their in their lift because a lift is not a taxi so you're not allowed to use the taxi it's lane ridiculous. and so they've been pulling him over on and it's like they it, it's funny because I know when they're doing it because they pull over so fucking many it'll be like five in an hour that's so Shoo! crazy how they much pull is them it? Over. I don't know I would I you're not supposed to drive in that lane. Who knows? Probably, oh, but like you, you can overtake in that lane, right? Like you, you can go in that lane, that lane to turn if you're going to be turning, right? Um, but it's before you would be in that. You'd have to have your turning signal on to get in there, and it's never. It's just. It's like right. It's right after the riptide. Interesting. And right in front of this one pizza place, I'll and it's just <laughs> be careful. Just don't don't use the taxi bus lane. Yeah, I think I think Lyft needs to do a way better job at like you know p- p- working with the city to figure these things out, and also per- passing that information on to us. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm a bit of a dumbass and I don't know these things, but like, I think that they should their communication should be clear with the drivers also. Right, because I mean, the drivers probably are thinking I'm a taxi, I'm an Uber, I'm a Lyft. I mean, I, we definitely know we're not a taxi or. Uh, yeah, we're definitely we definitely know we're not a taxi, but like, um, uh, like the. But what's the difference? The difference is that you have an app to book it. Like, That's it. I think those lanes are used all the time anyway. <laughs> like, you just just use the lane. What's the big deal? Like, it's, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, uh, do you have any what any anything else to enlighten us on on uh, on, on? I don't know, man. I don't know how much enlightening I did, but like, no, you, you did. I love the questions. the apocalyptic stories were great. Right? There's just, there's just dude. I wish I knew more of these. There are a lot. Okay, how about this? Okay, so I'm a total dumbass, and all of these stories that I said um, are stories that my favorite. Scholar so I go to these. There's a there's a there's a dude. His name is uh, Sheikh Hamza Yusuf. He runs the first accredited Islamic university out of Berkeley. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Islamic American University. He's a white guy, smart as fuck. He converted a long time ago. He lived in the Middle East. The smartest guy ever. Wow. And he tells these stories and like in it's all over YouTube. Just, just Google his name, Sheikh Hamza Yusuf. He runs Zetuna College, which is the, the name of his college. Zetuna. Uh, yeah, Zetuna. Do you know what Zetuna? Zetuna? Uh, I know that if it's spelled z-a-y-t-o-o-n yes it i don't know what it is but in san San diego it was a really delicious um place that had mediterranean wraps well that's it's it literally means uh, olive oh olive yeah okay so that's what the zetun is and that's what the name of his university is it's it's a fabulous place i highly highly recommend you guys like check it out well i'm i'm down with apocalypse stories i think those are fun so many of them man they're terrifying dude they're terrifying terrifying, absolutely because it's happening we see it around us all the time yeah when you see when the thing about saying the person's name over and over that's insane about the 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 fish dying jellyfish. the jellyfish rising and the and the other fish dying the, about the what was the other one that it's like that's absolutely happening uh, the, there was music the music in your, in your ears. ears that's crazy. <laughs> crazy I mean I I don't like to I don't listen to iPods when I'm walking I listen to the world just because I don't want to get hit by a bus <laughs> and <laughs> It's true. I saved. I saved an, an old deaf lady. There was a lady. She didn't. She. She must have been deaf, and she was walking. 
And she, I heard the sirens and I'm like, what is she? She started walking right across Hyde and I grabbed her and pulled her back. And she turned around. She was like, oh. and then the thing went. She was like, thank you. And I guess she was deaf. She just didn't hear it at all. And I. It's, it's crazy. But we're all deaf people. We're all walking around functionally deaf. And we literally ignore the two-ton metallic object hurling towards yeah, you at exactly. speed. Yeah, exactly. Like, at, yo. Because we're should. not only listening, but then looking at something else, too. There are so many people that just, they're like watching TV as they're walking through the city. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're like watching a video when you're walking? Why what are you are doing this? It's like there's so why much happening all yeah, over the place. Why, like, look around. It's a beautiful city. Are, are you a tourist here? What do you, what do you, you gotta get your TV watching in right now? Like, it's that important to watch Breaking Bad? It drives me nuts. Or whatever. Nuts. People are crazy. Uh, well, yay. We've learned a lot again. That's good. I'm glad How you exciting. did. I did. Thank you. Uh, again, I've been joined by Zia Ahmed. And uh, are you hitting any mics tonight or are you going to go work? I'm going to work. You're going to work. I'm going yeah. to make some of that Salesforce money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to head to the Eagle because my show this Friday is um, it's gay. It's the next gay dating thing and I'm like I need to get gay people here otherwise we can't who are we going to speed date if we don't have any gays <laughs> like, what is the show about tell me what is um, next is a show that I do where comedians speed date audience members so usually that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah it's usually it's one so the way I started it is I'd get a person that was like the special person to be speed dated and it'd be like 20 comedians but then um, I'd started doing them with guys and girls and I'd pick like one of each and then they speed date like a couple different audience members I've been flipping around this time's gonna be weird because it's like super gay so I have I have a bi a person who's bisexual I have a super lesbian I have um, a trans lady I have a, a twinkie twinkie super gay I have like kind of a bear guy gay I've got just like a new really, really like a young so yeah gay. young gay guy and then there's Another one who's a lady. Um, but so that's the whole thing is I'm not sure because I don't know who the audience is going to identify with. So I think that this time mostly it's going to be like just their sets. But then I've got to figure out a way before Friday to work in the speed dating angle. But I'm going to have to kind of do it on the fly because it de- honestly depends who comes in the audience. Right. So I might just put microphones out in the audience and have like the entire audience speed date the person. Where they, they can ask any question they want, and then the the person on stage can kind of speed date anyone they want. They can ask anybody any question. Right, right. interesting. If, I, I, that might be the way I work it out. It honestly depends on how many people come. So uh, who knows? Dude, it sounds awesome. I'll yeah, tell I'll fun. tell my gay passengers to swing by. Yeah, say say hey, are you gay? I mean, and reg and regular people. That's yeah, I'm such a terrible person. Proper cis, people. Cisgendered <laughs> cisgendered people can also enjoy themselves at this show <laughs> because it's going to be fun. They are regular people. They like are regular people. people. They are normal regular people. <laughs> they just happen to do different things. With they put their genitals next to other people's genitals, the same kind, different kinds. They switch the genitals around. Doesn't matter. I Just don't care. Doesn't matter. Cisgender. I know. Like, it's what are so you talking dumb. About? It's, they that's made it up for us. Normal people. Like, Cisgendered yeah. people are people who typically yeah. identify with they identify with the gender that they were born with. <laughs> they are cisgendered. I know. It's so ridiculous. All the terminology. I know. I'm a cisgendered female. <laughs> Just well, and it's the last one I did. I it was all cisgendered and somebody called me up they're like 
are you, is this all cisgendered? Are you going to do a queer one? And I'm like, yeah, the next one I'm going to do is going to be totally queer. It's the queer addiction. And I'm like, glad you didn't say totally gay. Yeah, totally gay. Totally <laughs> that queer. would be another problem. Well, it's, it's, it, let me be perfectly queer is the name of the thing I put on there. And I'm like, let's all, I mean, I don't, however anybody identifies, just tell me and I'll call, I'll, I'll, some, now they have new pronouns. They like I prefer to be called they or she or like right. they, they've been making up right. new pronouns. It's so nuts. I I mean because I call I call, call I call everybody man. Hey man, how you hey doing? Man. Yeah, like, dude, hey I dude, 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 you all right? Dude, yeah. Hey man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like because like, and, and 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 I've literally had passengers get in my car and get offended. <laughs> like they oh, get really? offended. Like I'm not a dude. I'm like, all right. Okay, yeah, all right, you're not a dude. I mean, that's not the point. I wasn't literally saying your gender. I was saying asking how you are, but right, if that's right. where you want this conversation Hi, to guys. go. I say guys yeah, to kids all the time. Groups, yeah, a group yeah. of people is guys. And whatever. Like, would it be weird if I said, hey, babe? Wouldn't that, that would be... Um, I used to use darling a lot. Right. But I'm a girl, so I can get away with it. Yeah. Like, if a guy <laughs> called everybody darling, they'd be like, are you gay? Like, they, they wouldn't, it wouldn't, it's too effeminate of a, a unifier. Right, 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 right. But I've, I'm not gay. I'm, I'm, my name is Guy. I'm a regular American guy. Cisgender uh, men. Cisgendered men. Well, well, we'll end on that. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for having being me. here. It's a lot of fun. And uh, it, it always is. We've we've learned a lot. This is a lot. This has been some Call Me Tim. I don't know who's on next week. I don't know. But uh, we'll see you at a fun open mic near you. Hey, apply for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Applications are open until the 30th of November. It's only $10 to apply. It's going to be 40 comedians, five days, 25 shows, brought to you by Spark. It's going to be amazing. So uh, join us for that. Thanks again to Zia Ahmed. And this has been Some Call Me Tim. Bye-bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground 
Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to ten p.m. And I laugh because five dollars—I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. If you're looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? 
I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't. I put a spell on you. Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hope to see you there. Or hear you, I should say. Hey, Zach Wiseman, you're a good comedian. You know how I got good? How good? How did you get so great at comedy? I got great at comedy. Yeah, every Friday from 6 to 8 with new host Trina Roderick. It's where um, people go and sometimes they smell bad and sometimes they don't smell bad. Mutiny Radio made me great. (laughs) Mutiny Radio made me better than you. And that you can be better than everyone else too every Friday from 6 to 8 on Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. But you'll never be better than me. You'll never be better than me. You'll never be better than Zach. And also, it's a happy hour, but we don't have any alcohol, so it's happy ish. But you're going to do comedy. I'll do comedy. And you're going to enjoy comedy. Just be an audience. Just come. It's free. Yeah, I just drink in my car. Yeah. <laughs> you could like drink. Like a fucking adult. Exactly. Drink drink around the corner somewhere else. Not here. But uh, come to Happy Hour every Friday from 6 to 8 with Trina Roderick. Yeah, do that. Tell me, 
what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Are you a stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, and click Click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10, and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 shows during five days, all streaming live, all podcast posts, all Mutiny Radio, all the time. The third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Apply now. Rocket Dog Rescue is a Bay Area organization that works to save dogs from death at overcrowded shelters and put them into happy homes. If you're looking to adopt or have some extra cash you feel like donating, go to rocketdogrescue.org. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-D-O-G-R-E-S-C-U-E dot O-R-G. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. We're Alive, a story of survival. Chapter One, It Begins. Part One of Three. As I recall, the months leading up to when this all began weren't much to remember. My unit returned home earlier that year from our tour in Iraq. I had spent 365 on ground working as military intelligence. Our group came up with those playing cards you saw in the news, the 52 most wanted. I was a hard-charged PFC back then, but that was the first tour. After our third, I was the tired and depressed sergeant. Nothing scared me back then. I didn't fear death or what might be on the other side if today was my last day. That was then, and this is now. I write this, not really for anyone to read, but for my own sanity. Maybe if I go over it again from the beginning, it might make more sense to me. And then again, maybe not. I was 27 at the time and in my fourth year in college. I started my freshman year in 2001, almost eight years ago now. 
remember the date as it was burned into my head. May 8th, 2009. Hey, Michael, where are you going? Uh, class. <laughs> did you study for the quiz today? <laughs> no, not really. Neither did I. Yeah, well, all right. Hey, are you going to the Omega party this weekend? It's going to be so awesome, and I, I thought you might want to go with uh, me. No, don't want to. Thanks, though. Why not? What, is it better to say, oh, okay, okay, maybe well another time? Geez, you don't have to be such a jerk about it. I was direct. How's that being a jerk? Once you're done, um, go ahead and put your papers up here, and uh, you guys you guys are free to go. What the hell? Did you hear that? You know, it's probably just the, uh, the construction going on next door. Now, please, just... That's not construction. Come on, take your seat. Hey, hey, you know, there's there's not going to be any makeups for this quiz if you go. I, I'm serious. I remember seeing everyone gathered around the television. I expected a bombing or maybe even another attack on U.S. soil. Part of me was planning for the worst, but nothing could have prepared me for what I saw. What the hell is going on? That's only like 20 miles from here. Do you think it's going to reach us? Hello? Michael, it's Lieutenant Angel. Where are you? I'm at school right now. What's going on? We need you to come to the unit right away. Is this about what's on the TV? I'm stuck in traffic, so I have no idea. I've just got a phone call from the commander, and now I'm calling you. How long till you can get here? Um, maybe 30 minutes, but I don't have my uniform. Don't worry about those. We have a couple spare in the unit. Just get there as fast as you can. All right, I'm on my way. What the hell do you want me to do? He's not moving in front of me either. Can't go anywhere. God damn. Right before my exit. I swear I'm gonna rip your ass out of that car. Fine. What the hell is that? The first time I saw him, I froze. Something inside me told me not to move. The group of them moved past my car to the man honking behind me. Their bodies were littered with scars and bruises and their eyes were glazed over. The news made it sound like these were people gone mad, but the way they moved made me think that these may not be people at all. It seemed almost in slow motion the way they piled onto that honker's car. Within seconds, they shattered the glass and pulled him through the windshield. Like a pack of wild dogs, they tore him apart. I found my feet seconds later and pushed on the pedal as hard as I could, driving onto the grassy medium. The escaping look of mortality on the man's face still haunts me today.
I drove up, I saw Lieutenant Angel, the tall, blonde, spoiled kid who just got out of officer school. A program tailored to turn men into leaders, but I had more command experience in my thumb than he had in his entire body. Angel, where the hell is everyone else? I was told they were on their way. I keep calling the commander, but he's not picking up. Wait, is that his truck? No, it's just Saul. What the hell happened to you? You look pale. You didn't see it? Weren't you on the 5-2? Someone please tell me what that was. I came off the 710. What Those was... things ran onto the freeway. See that shit? They tore that car apart like a tin can. Poor angry bastard. I actually kind of feel sorry for him now. What the hell are you talking about? You have no idea what's going on. No, would somebody please explain to me? You're the one who called us in. Why don't you tell us? No one told me a thing. All they told me was to call my squad and get my ass down here right away. I heard about the rioters on the radio, but why the hell would they run under the freeway? Those were not rioters. They attacked a guy who was honking at me on the freeway. They weren't attacking him. They were eating him. They were what? I wasn't far behind Michael. They were taking big chunks and shoving them in their mouths. What? Why would they They were like animals, and they sure as hell weren't like us anymore. Not with those eyes. Then what were they? Zombies. Come on, Saul. This isn't the time. No joke, Sarge. What if they are? Think about it just for a second. Okay. Okay, the, the mental hospital is not too far from here. What if what you saw was just a breakout? We were probably brought in just to take them down. Oh, you didn't see them. What the hell do you know? Hey, don't talk to me that way. I'm still an officer, and you're just still a lowly specialist. Hey, hey, easy, Angel. I got this. Saul, come here. Well, how can he say that shit? You know as well as I do that the hospital is like ten miles from here. There's no way to get out. Hey, I agree. I agree. I don't think so either. I know he's a pain in the ass, and once he sees one of these things, he'll change his mind. But right now, we can't lose our heads. We still have a chain of command, and he is still in charge. I know. I'm sorry, Sarge. Saul was a great soldier. Sure, he always spoke his mind, and it often got him in trouble. If he'd held his tongue, he would have outranked me by now. He came to our unit with the rank of specialist from Mountain Division. I guess he got tired of the cold weather. We served overseas together, and when we got back, he transferred to our unit. And he said something about the California girls calling to him. Still no answer. Well, well, the rest may be stuck in traffic trying to get here. So what do we do? I don't know. Let's just wait till they get here. Lieutenant, you think we can get into the arms room and at least get a few rifles in case something happens? We can't. Why not? Look, I, I have the key to the door, but the commander has the combo for the alarms and the key for the arms racks. You know, we're... We'll just wait for the commander. He will know what to do. That one was close. The way I see it, it's better safe than sorry. I say we open the door, clip the locks, and to hell with the alarm. I'll get the bolt cutters from the cage. Wait, I didn't say we were gonna- Look, sir, all due respect, but my instincts are a lot more field-tested than your month out of officer candidate school. I'm trying to help you out, and you're not playing ball. You're acting completely drastic. What you're asking me to do could really get us into trouble. You act as if we're at war. Yeah, do you hear that out there? That's exactly what it sounds like to me. Got him. You ready? Yeah, come on, let's open her up. You don't want to wait, like, five more minutes? The commander could just be around the I don't want to wait for that ass. Listen, there's no point in arguing now. Saul, clip the locks on cages 12 and 14. Hurry. Now you're nervous all of a sudden? I just have a feeling is all. That we're in deep shit? I could have told you that. How long till the alarm goes off? 
two minutes, more or less. Got it. Good, I'll grab your rifle. Just get 14 open. My rifle's number 17. When was the last time you oiled this thing? Just give it to me. 14's open. Load up two magazines. That's it? Yeah, yeah, we'll come back. I don't want to be here and loading magazines if or when someone responds to the alarm. Now you're worried. Head outside. Don't chamber around unless I say so. Got it, Sarge. How long did you say it had? We stood there watching the gate, waiting for someone to show up. After a minute or so, I started to think of what the consequences were for my actions. Did I jump the gun on this one? Would I get punished? Well, my thoughts of guilt and plea bargaining stopped once I heard the rumbling. You hear that? How can you hear anything over that alarm? It's getting closer. Come on, stop pulling... Shoot the ones dragging down the barbed wire. I'm trying, damn it. Wait, there's too many. They're on fire. She's not stopping. Aim for the head. Somebody. Come on, Angel. What the hell are you doing? It's jammed. Yeah, no shit. They're over the fence. Exactly. Get inside. Where? The ball. Move it. Saul, what did you do? Saul, help us the door. We gotta go. Angel, give me your rifle. Let go, just let go of it. I'm gonna fix it, all right? All right. Hey, hey, look at me. I want you to take a deep breath and have a seat. How the hell are there so many? So fast? Those are what you saw on the freeway? <laughs> yeah, but there were only like seven of them. That was like a hundred. How the hell are we gonna get out of here? Take it easy, Saul. There's no need to get worked up. What do you mean, no need? What are we gonna do? Oh shit, oh shit, I gotta call my girl. Tell her that. I'm surprised it's even working in here. Here, let me try. The lines are flooded right now. Why don't you just take a seat and have a breather? I knew getting into the vault was a mistake. You wouldn't listen. I'm the officer here. Oh, fuck you, sir. Okay, if Michael hadn't, you wouldn't be here right now. I'd love to see you try and open the door while those things are chasing you down. I saw how fast you were with your rifle. You about shit your pants. Don't you get it? They came because we opened it. They heard the alarm. We don't know that for sure. Maybe they just followed the road or, or maybe- Think about it. You said they attacked the guy in the car behind you because he was honking. They must be attracted to loud sound. <laughs> so you can understand them all of a sudden, huh? Well, maybe now you can step outside, you know, talk to them and sort some of this shit out. Maybe you can just- Hey, that's, that. it's, enough. it's enough, Saul. He's right. He's what? No, no. It makes perfect sense. Why else would they come in here in such numbers and directly here? I caused them to come. You were right, too, if that makes any difference. How so? One of those things that came over the fence. I swear one of them looked like the commander. Serious? No one else was coming. Well, no matter what we did, the longer we waited, the less time we would have had to prepare. Prepare? Prepare for what? Angel, how long until the alarm shuts off? I'm not sure exactly. Uh, an hour, I think. Why? Once it goes silent, they should go away. And then we can get the hell out of Dodge. All right, but then what? We don't even know what they are. I told you, man. They're zombies. You know what, Specialist? I... Wait, 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 easy. Both of you. He may be right. Maybe not exactly zombies, but there are similarities. Oh, no, not you too. Hey, military intelligence is my job. It's what I'm good at. You know, I've, I've encountered different tribes on my deployment, and the key to managing these situations is to know who you're dealing with. Military intelligence. 
I am the one who figured out about the sound thing. Yeah, well, none of that matters now. What else do we know? We know they go after people. They sure as hell aren't no slow-moving zombies, either. So they're quicker than us. Got some strength, too. The way they were bending the bars. Wonderful. Headshots seem to drop them like stones. Is that all we know? Yeah, well, the rest would just be assumptions based on what we've seen in movies. I still don't believe this. Are you listening to what you're saying? Zombies? I mean, the dead rising? Who said they were dead? Whatever! What would you have me do? We're dealing with something we've never come close to experiencing before. All I'm trying to do is reason some way through this. Something they aren't able to do. Now who's being presumptuous? How can you be sure that they can't reason? Because we left the key in the door. All right, if we're going to make it through this, and I have every intention of doing so, we're going to have to stick together and use our heads. Whoa. That was no hour. Well, I said I think. No one has ever set off the alarm before. So, look at the people. They're leaving? Um, no. I don't think so. Maybe it'll just take some time. You sure they can't hear us? Not a chance. The door is about a foot thick and the walls are solid concrete. Give it time. They... They could move on. All right, well... Say they clear out enough for us to get through. Where do we go? We couldn't just stay here and defend this place? No, they're able to climb over the walls and come from any direction around the base. Not to mention every building has like four or five entrances. There's only three of us. You need... Some place... Like a prison. Good idea, but not the best place for living. Well, we would be able to contain the area pretty easily. I could probably get by in a cell. I know you could, too. This isn't just about us. It's not? Look, there are a lot of people out there who are where we are now, locking themselves in some safe place, waiting things out, hoping that someone is going to come rescue them. Like the army. But we know that's not going to happen. At least not with our unit. There are no active military stations around here, and there's a lot of people out there that need our help. Don't you feel a little responsible to them? Nope. Not at all. Nah, just kidding. My girlfriend's apartment building. See? Now, ha! He's got the right idea. Go out with a bang! That's not what I... Michael, it's perfect. One main lobby with a small stairwell. We could turn off the elevators. That gives us a very small area to contain as the entrance. We could manage it with three people. Best of all, the parking garage has a security gate that we can seal off from anyone getting in. That could work. Plenty of space for any other survivors, not to mention the amount of supplies throughout the building. Given that we could make it there in one piece. It's not too far from here. It'll work. Depending on how long we're going to hold up, it would last us. This could just be a, a local epidemic. No, given the rate of growth, I highly doubt it. How do you expect to make it to the building? Like, the roads are probably jammed with broken down cars and God knows what else. We'll take one of the Humvees. You won't get too far with the steering wheels chained and locked. You'll only be able to turn like halfway. Then clip the lock with the bolt cutters. <laughs> so we run out of here, fight through zombies that are... Let me check. Yup, still outside the door, carrying ammo, rifles, and bolt cutters all the way to the motor pool, being chased by the things that we know are faster and stronger than us and want to eat us? Yeah, sounds about right. Hey, as long as I get the saw, I'm in. Fine. We'll need an automatic weapon anyway. Angel and I can carry an extra rifle, but any more would really slow us down. Here, put these on. Do we really need to wear uniforms? You wear this, 
and people will know who you are and won't think twice about coming with you. There's a lot that this uniform represents that we will need out there. Hey, he's right, Saul. Come on, let's put him on. All right. We can do this. To find out more or become a sponsor, visit www.thezombiepodcast.com or free on the iTunes store, keyword, We're Alive. Starring Jim Gleason, Nate Gies, Shane Salk. Featuring Michael Swan. Written and directed by Casey Wayland. Associate producer, Jason Scott. Print editor, Blythe Hill. Composers... Katie Whalen, and Ron Gallagher. Producer, Shane Salk, Casey Whalen. This has been a Wayland production. Each year, thousands of animals are abandoned and must be euthanized throughout Northern California due to lack of shelter space from pet overpopulation. Since 1993, Hopalong and Second Chance Animal Rescue has rescued, fostered, spayed, neutered, and placed thousands of companion animals. In the last 17 years, we have found homes for over 17,000 homeless and ill animals. Each story is different and many are heartbreaking, but in every case there is a common thread, an animal that deserves a second chance at life and a permanent loving home. For more information, please go to www.hopalong.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. We're Alive, a story of survival. Chapter 1, It Begins. Part 2 of 3. How does it look out there? I don't see any. Maybe they left. Don't take any chances. Go slow and quiet. You ready? Let's do it. we opened the door, the world felt different. There was no one in sight, but we could feel they were close. Clear. Head around back. To the motor pool. Angel, there's one look. It's the commander. What is he doing? He's just standing there. Like he's in formation. Weird. Hey, come on! Motor pool's just around the corner. Take it slow. Move! Saul, you're driving! Flip the lock! Start it! I can't! I have to warp the glow plug. Fuck, I forgot about that. What is that? Come on! Come on! Oh, oh shit! Feel the hat! You can! I got it! Hold on! 
say it, but we feared what we might find outside the gate. For the first time in a long time, I was afraid. Not for what might happen to me, but what happened to the world. We were three men lost in a land of confusion. Keep your eyes peeled for any survivors. We can fit around four or five more in here if we pile up a bit. That's it for finding this place. It's a ghost town. How fast do you think it spreads? Too fast for anyone to be able to do anything about it. Just keep your eyes peeled. You have family out here? Uh, yeah, kinda. My, my parents live in Northern California, outside San Luis Obispo. You? It's just my girlfriend and I. Yeah, I'm sure your parents are all right. You know, the less yeah, populated. Yeah, I'd rather not talk about it right now. My mom lives outside Anaheim. That's great. Angel, did you try your cell phone again? Busy still, but I'm gonna Stop keep- Stop the car! What is it? Look, up there, the roof of the flower shop. Angel, get in the turret. Saul, keep the engine running. Oh my god. Riley, come here. How many up there? Just two. Well, get down here as fast as you can. Aw, oh, shit. Got him. Hurry up, the more coming. Pull the Humvee closer. Jump onto the roof! 